Welcome back to Reality One, the podcast where we explore the endless possibilities of augmented reality. Today's episode is all about bringing AR into the kitchen and revolutionizing the way that we cook, fix things, and connect objects. I'm going to start with a brief overview of the different ideas, and then we're going to dive right in. Idea number one is AR for cooking. Imagine having a virtual sous chef guiding you through each step of a recipe or a holographic display of your ingredients that helps you measure and mix everything perfectly. In this segment, we're going to dive into the exciting world of AR cooking and explore the ways that it can make cooking easier, more fun, and even more delicious. Idea number two is AR for fixing things. If you've ever struggled with putting together furniture or fixing broken appliances, you're going to love this second idea. It's going to change your life. What if you could use AR to see a step-by-step guide overlaid onto the physical objects, making the process seamless and stress-free? We're going to explore the potential of AR in DIY projects and fixing things, making even the most complicated tasks a breeze. And idea number three is connecting smart and dumb objects. Finally, we'll look at how AR can connect two seemingly unrelated objects and make them work together seamlessly. Imagine being able to control your smart coffee maker using a regular mug or using a toy car to control your air conditioner. The possibilities are endless and I can't wait to explore them with you. Number one, cooking. So let's go back into that visualization mode. I'm going to do my best to help you visualize this technology and we're going to see how quick we can do it. So we're going to step into the kitchen. We may be doing something as simple as just grabbing some cereal for breakfast or baking a batch of cookies or cooking dinner. Let's go with that batch of cookies. Let's keep it nice and simple, but still there's a couple steps to go through. So As we come into the kitchen, we approach the island. We've got the fridge next to us, stove, an oven, microwave, the counter space, this whole area we're going to work with. And all of this is going to be part of our interface. So first things first, we've got to find all our ingredients. With augmented reality, we can visualize on the counter all the ingredients laid out in front of us. It could be a very simple dotted circle that shows where to put things, or it could go all the way up to a holographic visualization, like a 3D model of what that item looks like. So you've got space for your eggs, your sugar, your oil, your flour, everything like that is overlaid onto the counter. And next, we're going to use augmented reality to help find those items in your kitchen. It could be something like an arrow that directs us to the correct counter, to to the correct cupboard, to the correct shelf of the fridge. And we could use augmented reality to highlight or point to where those items are. So as we open up our cupboard, there might be five different arrows, or it could be a, a Disney character, you know, to make it a little bit of fun. But we're actually highlighting those items and we bring them towards the counter. And as we place them on these little areas that are kind of like reserved for these items, 
maybe that visualization disappears to show that we've connected it. Maybe it goes green. Uh, if we've bought the wrong item, maybe those spaces go like a little bit of yellow and they put a visualization that says, you know what, what you've just placed down on me is baking soda and we actually need baking powder. So you find the right item, you put it there and it says, okay, great. This is correct. We've got it. So we've collected all our items. We've put them on, we've laid them out correctly, and we can use augmented reality to also help measure us. As we get the cup out, it could show us that line of where we pour up to and the right measurements. What's the tablespoon? It also steps us through this process. So step by step, it highlights what we need. Maybe if we need to connect two items, if, if we need to mix two items in a bowl, it highlights those two items, says we need to mix them, points towards the bowl that we need to mix up. And once we do it, it says, okay, great, tick, let's move on to the next. So it's taking you step by step through this process, a very spatial and a very visual and a very contextual way. So we've shown the items that we need for the ingredients, we've helped locate them, we've used it to measure it, we've gone step by step to highlight which items come together, where do we pour them, how much do we pour, what do we mix them with. We could also use augmented reality for timers. And those timers could be displayed on exactly the places that we need to display them. So if you've got some water that you have to boil on a pot on top of the stove, that timer is sitting right in front of that pot. Or if the oven needs to be preheated, that timer is over there counting down and letting us know. It might even display the temperature and say, so as you can see the temperature climb up and you can see that timer come down and show us when that's ready. And then maybe that time it goes green to let us know, okay, we're ready. Or it might say this thing over here is still heating up or cooling down or whatever it is. This time is still going, so pause things. Let's go do something else in the meantime. Now, if you think about it today, we have like timers on a phone, but an iPhone can't do multiple timers. But even if you use a third-party timer, you end up with like a whole list of timers that you have to give special titles to. You have to name them correctly, put icons to help you remind and that you know what you're, what you're counting towards, what it belongs to. But augmented reality, because it's spatial, that timer belongs exactly on top of the object I need. I don't need to name it or give an icon to remember because it's spatially there. It's hovering in front or on top or next to that specific thing that I am counting with it, right? So we have a bunch of timers around us. It takes us step by step. So we could go more complex and we could go into more ideas like, you know, the virtual sous chef, virtual celebrity chefs that take you through with their own personalities and their own remarks and instructions. But I'm going to leave that for your imagination. Let's go to the next idea. Number two, fixing. This could be used for many, many different ideas, but I'm going to focus on idea with fixing your fridge because this is something that happened to me a couple years ago, and I ended up making a video. So I'm going to walk you through that concept. Uh, and at the end, I'm just going to wrap it up into some more ideas of where that can go to. So visualize this, your fridge is broken, maybe it's shut down for a couple minutes. How could augmented reality help me fix that? So we're in the kitchen now, in front of us, we've got this broken fridge, something's wrong, and I don't know what the problem is. In the past, before augmented reality, I would look at that fridge and go, you know what? I'm not capable of fixing this. I'm going to call an expert. 
But it's interesting because a lot of that information, or probably most of that information to fix it, is somewhere on the internet. There's probably an instruction manual somewhere. There's probably a couple YouTube videos going step-by-step through issues of how to fix this exact kind of fridge. Maybe even one of them goes through my exact problem. But for some reason, and it's not even actually some reason, it's because it's a little bit more complex. It's a little bit more advanced searching and finding these things out. Not many of us do that day to day. There's like a limit of what we're like, okay, you know, we're comfortable building this or comfortable fixing this. And once we reach that limit, we're like, okay, let's, let's give this to the expert. But we could use augmented reality to make this a lot simpler. We can use augmented reality to actually solve these things ourselves. So I'm standing in front of this fridge and using computer vision, the system has already identified the brand and the model number, the make and the model, uh, and identified exactly what my fridge is. It's using computer vision, which is a core component, core technology of augmented reality. It's like the eyes and the understanding of what the system is seeing. And maybe I prompt it with, hey, can you help me fix my fridge? Something's wrong. Or maybe it straight away knows that there's something wrong. Maybe the hum of the motor, right? Something that you and I listen to it and we hear it every day and sounds a bit different than normal, but we have no idea what's going on. But remember, if we got an expert, he could walk in and straight away through that sound because of his experience go, okay, this is the problem. This is the issue. Now we could have that database of sound somewhere. So the system, as soon as it's picked up the make and model, it's also picked up some common problems. It's picked up some issues. It's picked up the database. So while it's listening, it goes, hey, straight away, I hear that there's something wrong and these are the potential fixes. And using augmented reality, it will guide me through those. So it might say, okay, go to the fridge, look inside the fridge and turn this dial to three. So I open up the fridge, look inside, using augmented reality, it guides me to exactly where the dial is, it highlights it. And once I change it to the right number, it says, okay, great, we see that you changed the right number. Now onto the next step. And the next step may be open up the freezer. Again, find a dial, find a knob, find something, put it to this setting. And then it listens to the sound and it goes, okay, you know what? I can hear the sounds going better. Okay, great, you fixed it. Or it might say, you know what? There's still something more. Let's try this other thing. So it's taking you step by step, right? It's contextual again, it's spatial. It's showing you these things. But step by step, it's like, okay, I'm listening to this, I'm looking at that, I'm showing you this, and I'm taking you through these processes. It might come up to a point where it says, you know what, at this point, you need an expert, right? And when you end up calling that expert, you now have a video of what you've tried to do. You've got all the list of things that have been attempted. So when he comes, he already has so much information that he knows how to bring the right tools and he knows the things that he's looking for. But even doing yourself, even fixing it, you've taken something that this information may be already on the internet. It may be out there already, but it's just not easily searchable for most of us. Or explaining the problem might be something that's a little bit out of reach. But over here, we're using a couple different technologies to come together to step-by-step take us through this process to fix these things. Now this DIY, can go for things as simple as fixing a chair to something a little bit more complicated like repairing a jet engine. Now, I'm not advocating that let's start fixing everything and we're all going to become experts overnight. What I am saying is a lot of this information is out there. Let's use the technologies 
to find out what those processes are. And with a breakdown, step-by-step, take us through this thing and help us fix it. This can also apply to building things. Like you could think of an Ikea set that's self-constructing, you know, in front of your eyes and using augmented reality takes you through the process of how to fix it. Or putting together a Lego set where there's concepts out there or even applications out there that already identify the pieces um, that you've spilt all over your floor and... It's identify those pieces and letting you know, okay, if you take all these pieces together, this is what you can build. And and spatially, it takes you through that and helps you fix it. Using a couple of different technologies like augmented reality, artificial intelligence, computer vision, sound files, and the good old internet, the wealth of human knowledge to help you fix things that before may have been hard to search, hard to find, or something that you just went and got someone else to do. Number three connecting two objects together. So this one is a little bit different than the other ones. Other ones, the the first two ideas are simple things that you and I do day to day. This third idea is more of a new take on what an interface is, how to control devices. And I like this idea because it's quite a game changer. Once you get it, once you think about this, it shines like a different light onto what augmented reality is. Before we were just using the overlay of graphics to help us locate, find, st- you know, take us step by step, break things down, just give us a very spatialized way of doing things. But taking something that we already do today, this one takes it a step further because it invents a new interface, it invents a new interaction. Nowadays, usually, the interfaces are specifically designed and engineered for the applications that we're doing. For example, if you have an air conditioner, it comes with a remote that you can control it with. The next step of that air conditioner is a smart air conditioner, where instead of having a dedicated remote, now you can connect your iPhone to it, and there's an interface on your iPhone to control it through an app. I want to take this a step further and look at how augmented reality could do this differently. And specifically, I'm looking at the concept of using physical objects that are around you, that have nothing to do with the item that you want to control. But yet with augmented reality, we're able to empower or create interactions, create connections, and build an interface around something that wasn't designed and engineered to control something else, but yet can still control that. So the idea that I set forth in a video a couple of years ago was using a salt shaker to replace a broken stove dial so I can cook an omelet or something like that. And so this was the idea, right? There's a broken dial in front of you. We may deal with that in a couple of ways. Right? Some of us might say, okay, that's it. I'm not using the stove. It's broken. I'm going to wait until I get a brand new dial and order in something new. Some of us might be a little bit more DIY and we get a spanner and now, okay, we can at least turn it. It's not the prettiest, it's not the original dial, but at least I can use the, still the physical function. And this third idea is, what if I can use something else to replace that dial and control it from afar, but something that was never designed for it, but it doesn't have to take over it physically. In the video, you see me pulling down a salt shaker, tapping it to the dial, 
to the broken stove dial, and this creates that connection. So the system now knows, okay, you want to do something over here, you want to replace it. And because it's got a, a cylindrical shape, the system goes, oh, okay, I get it. You want to use this as a dial to control your other dial. So when I place this down, this regular wooden soul shaker has now been gifted with magical powers, and it is now the controller of this stove. So when I tap the top, that might activate the pilot light. And when I rotate it, that, that adds gas to the flames and that puts the heat higher. And the very cool thing is, the minute I'm done with it, I put that salt shaker back on its shelf and it reverts back to a regular salt shaker. One of the things I was thinking about when I was thinking about this idea was the Microsoft Surface Dial that is this beautifully engineered and designed device. It's a dial that when you put on a Microsoft Surface, it now acts as another point of interface. It's a controller and you use it with color picking, use it as a dial, things like that. But the differences over there is that thing was specifically designed and engineered to do a certain job. That interface was built around it. Why do I have to go out and purchase a two, three, four hundred dollar device that was engineered specifically to become a smart controller for a smart device when I could use things around me that already exist in the physical world? They've got their materials, they've got their shapes, they've got their textures, and I can use those to now control things. Small, regular items can become my volume controller and color pickers. They can become my knobs and dials. Very, very simple things that already exist all around me with augmented reality can be empowered to become controllers like this salt shaker that a minute ago it was just sitting there innocently in its shelf trying to do its job as a salt shaker and in a second has now been empowered to control my stove. And once it's done its job, it goes back to being a wooden salt shaker. And maybe tomorrow that wooden salt shaker can now control the volume of my speakers in the kitchen or, you know, a hundred other things. This idea could go on and on and on. And we'll probably explore more ideas in future episodes. But for this episode, we're going to just keep it to a salt shaker that for a couple of brief seconds of its life has been gifted the power of controlling a stove. Alrighty, that's all I have for you guys this episode. Thanks for tuning in to the fifth episode of Reality One. If you're as excited about the possibilities of augmented reality as I am, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and share this episode with your friends. Remember, it's a brand new podcast and sharing it with friends is going to really, really help me out. And as always, let me know what you think about today's topic and what you'd like to hear in future episodes. So, like I said, that's it for today's episode. Don't worry, there's plenty more to come. Next episode, we're going to be exploring a couple more rooms of the house. We've still got some more ideas and concepts that I want to share with you guys before we leave the house. We're going to jump into them next episode then into the car and start looking at ideas of augmented reality in the car. So be sure to tune in and join me on this journey into the future of augmented reality and the future of our reality. Anyways, I'll see you guys in the future. <laughs>